And we are back, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, y'all? It's India Cook. Hey, India. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it seems like it's been a long two weeks. Listen, I just feel like 2022 has just been long. How about that? But it's going by fast. It's April. Like, how, Sway? How? Yeah, it, it, it it's flying by. You know, as as you get older, they just the, the years just start going faster and faster. It's so look, true. I mean, in my twenties, it looked like it took forever for me to get out of my twenties. Now, yes. man, them decades just be rolling. Yes, my dad <laughs> used to tell me that when I was a little girl, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, but now that I'm an adult, it goes by so fast. Like, when did I become thirty? When did any of this like? <laughs> when did life happen? Like for real, it, for real. Exactly, so. exactly. So, how was your last two weeks, Indy? What you been up to? Busy, busy. Um, things are going good. Did some, um, did some running on a personal side. Did some cake tasting for the wedding. I found my dress. We solidified a photographer. So stuff is moving along on the okay. wedding side. Um, so things are going good. I've been running here or there, still seeing the chiropractor. Because um, I definitely having some lower back pain. I just feel like, listen, the older you get to, your body start breaking down. I'm like, Lord, can someone, can we do a, another body on layaway? Like, please. <laughs> yes, please. indeed. Yes, that, that that is all true. Yes. Yeah, taste, but taste them cakes. Y'all, did y'all Stadium. pick the cake or you, you did you just taste some? Did you, or did y'all we actually pick one? We went to a one? tasting. We haven't like picked the actual cake, but there was one of the, um, there's a cake maker, I guess this would, consider that um that my one of my that our planner suggested and she mm-hmm. was having like a little cake tasting event so I was like we'll just go to this and of course we're going to have our separate like design event and all that to like a design appointment to go over what how what we want the cake to look like but we thought that we would sneak in and just get taste her cake now okay. to see if it's something that we like so good to hear good to hear um mm-hmm. myself we just you know daily life with a kid um, if any of y'all follow me or follow Heather, you know, we got another one on the way. I don't, yeah. I don't, people, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't, now don't get me wrong. It's planned. It ain't like it's an accident. I'm too old yeah. for that. But, accident. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I don't know. It's, it can't be, he, she cannot be like Trey. It's a girl. She cannot be like Trey. Cause I don't know. Y'all might see me, you know, jumping off a bridge. Cause <laughs> that, that'd be some serious work, but. We're very excited. Um, and honestly, uh, this time around, because I keep telling her, like, dude, I'm good. If, if I can handle trade, I don't see what else you can throw at me. God, don't do anything to make me regret saying this, but I don't know what else you can throw at me that's going to be, you know, much different. So I'm excited. I can't wait. I like to get to the baby part. Let's, let's get her out. So we can get it moving. You know, we can get I'm that routine down. I'm excited for you guys. So. And it's a girl. You gonna have a boy and a girl. Like that was such a blessing. Like Heather I'm is so, happy so excited to do the girl stuff. She just don't. She's she about to vibrate off the ground because she's. You know, of course, you know with Trey, it's he's boy boy all day. You know, want to get dirty and jump and do mm-hmm. all this. She's just so excited to be able to do hair and buy dresses and all that kind of stuff. So so it's it's great. It's definitely great. Yes. Well, that is so exciting. I am excited and I can't wait to meet her. Yes. Yes. Me either. Me either. Now, um, before we get too far in it, we wanted to kind of give some condolences um, mm-hmm. for something that happened in the uh, race over from it was Selma to Montgomery um, right. race that they do um, 
Uh, I think you have the young lady's name that passed yeah. away. So one of the black men run um, brothers, Anthony Twitty, um, his spouse, um, which is Ariella, Aurelia, um, she was running the Selma to Montgomery race and the 51 mile race. She wasn't running the full thing by herself. She was on a team, but unfortunately she had a medical emergency and passed away at the race. So it's very unfortunate. We definitely want to give condolences to Anthony, the family, and anyone that um, has any connection to these two individuals. Like it's very sad to hear. And of course, you know, I it it always hurts me when someone passes away doing something that they love to do, meaning like running. And you, you know, would assume people are definitely healthy and enjoying something that they're doing. And so it's just a memory that you always kind of sit with. We don't obviously know any details, but regardless of what it was, she's no longer with us. And we just definitely want to send our prayers and condolences. Yeah, definitely, definitely to her family, for sure. Yeah. Um, but the race itself did go on. That one, I think it's in its fourth year. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's in its fourth year, Selma to Montgomery. Um, you know, there's a people love it um, from what I can tell. I know I saw a lot of pictures, um, even a dude that works for me at State Farm. He actually went over and, and uh, participated um, in it on a team, mm -hmm. of course. So um, it's definitely a very popular race. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those races. I was signed up to do it for 2020, but then the pandemic hit. So I had a team and everything and the pandemic hit. So we decided obviously we didn't decide they decided that the race wasn't going on um, but it's still a race that's on my bucket list definitely um, a lot of history history behind going from Selma to Montgomery with the civil rights and all of that um, and it's just one of those things where if you can do it definitely get out there and do it get you a team and enjoy it exactly exactly um, now another uh, race that is over a distance a little bit longer than 51 miles <laughs> Mm -hmm. But the speed project, which takes place out um, on the West Coast, um, yeah. going from L.A. to Las Vegas, I think, what, 347 miles? Yeah, 340-ish miles. Yep. And it's an unsanctioned race, meaning that there's no rules, ain't nobody out there making sure you go the right way. Like, literally, you and your crew or individuals, they did have solos. They do have solos as well that can tackle the 300-plus um, miles. Um, but yeah, you take on getting from Los Angeles to Las Vegas and you basically do your own route. Like you figure out how you can get to the, the, the sign, the Las Vegas sign, however you can safely. Now, of course, these people are crewed up, like they have RVs, they have cars, they have a whole team of drivers because 340 miles is a lot. They're going through Death Valley. They're going through very hard terrain they're not on a road the whole time like they're going through deserts they're going through all kinds of stuff um so this isn't a i wouldn't say that it's a beginner friendly you know <laughs> route um but i mean i i definitely have seen some very experienced teams and individuals um i haven't seen non-experienced individuals they are definitely ultra runners that are doing the individual feet but the groups, I've seen some beginner groups, like groups of, of individuals. And of course, it's called the Speed Project um, because you want to have the clout of being able to get it done the quickest. It's a race to the Las Vegas sign. Um, but obviously, just being able to cover the 300 plus miles is a victory in its own, regardless of how long it takes you. 
Exactly. Um, I just, I mean, what? And I'm, I'm blanking on the other relay, the big relay race. I think you've done one, the Ragnar. The Ragnar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like a Ragnar, but probably not, not as organized as far as changeover and stuff like that. You kind of do it based on how you want to do it. I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Who, who and Ragnar is not that many miles. It's mm-hmm. not as many miles, and you can just kind of do a van. And it's, it's typically more people. Um, with a Ragnar and usually there's like sanctioned routes whereas yeah. this is you know very different on, on how to do it so this year there were 47 group teams um, and they were almost 10 individuals um, one of the solo guys Adam Devine he finished in three days 23 hours and 59 minutes like I could not imagine and of course, you know, they're taking, they're sleeping for an hour or two here or there and then mm-hmm. they keep running but he physically on foot probably 300 plus miles. And I'm so excited because there were two females that were in the top three. So two and second finisher and third finisher, Shelby, as well as Stephanie, Stephanie Bishop, Shelby for Fer- um, Farrell finished in second and third place. And it's just amazing that they did. And I also want to give a shout out to Malcolm Ebanks. Like it was good to see a brother out there doing it solo. Yeah. He was a brother out there doing it solo. So congratulations to him um, in regards to the solo teams. And of course, our good friend, Brandon Johnson, we have interviewed him on the podcast. He was out there with his crew. They finished in 43 hours. Amazing to them. I mean, I just think I would love to do it. It would just, I would probably be a crew person. I don't think I'd get out there and do the physical running because it does take a toll on you because you're only, you have to figure out if your team, how your team wants to do it. And I, I know some teams are like, let's break it up into 5Ks a piece. Some yeah. teams are like, let's do six to eight hours, six to eight miles at a piece but i think in order for it to not take a toll on your body doing it in in 5k intervals is probably a good thing yeah that i mean that that would be a good thing but 40 something hours good good i mean that's just a that's a lot of time just to be involved in something you know like that where you're not actually getting to rest mentally either because pretty much if you know you got to run again you gotta you gotta kind of be ready um and then you look at you know maybe somebody gets injured so you might have to take their place so a lot of things happen on these on, on any of these uh, relay type races. Um, actually, I'd reached out to the speed. This is a few years ago. I reached out to Speed Project like, hey, I want to do it. They're like, who are you? Who, who you? Now, who are you again? <laughs> now, this, was, this was a while ago. This is like, and I mean, I don't know how many years they've been doing it, but I just happened to see it. And I was like, and I think I forgot who I talked to about it. Um, but this was, you know, before pandemic, of course. This is like probably before we even started our podcast. And I reached out and they were like, yeah, send us some information about you and we'll see, you know, what we can do. I don't know if they're as exclusive as they were back then, but, you know, I think maybe after baby number two gets a little older, maybe that's something I can look at again. Well, let me know when you're ready. I do have, I don't want to say I have a connect, but I do know someone um, that is connected to the Speed Project, Scotty, that usually does do, does do the hosting. He didn't do hosting mm-hmm. this year because he had some family stuff going on, but um I do know Scotty and, and I would love, I would love to even just pick his brain to get more details on how they even pull it together. Um, Yeah. It it looks, it looks fun. Now, you know, marathons look fun too. (laughs) It's until you're out there, but it looks fun. But if nothing else, I would just want to be able to, you know, go from LA to Vegas and then get to party in Vegas. I think that would be the greatest way to end a race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I just think, like you said, it's just a great way to end the race and, at the end of the day, it would be an amazing experience. Obviously, you would need to vibe with the people that you're doing this with because it is going to be a physical and mental breakdown. Like just 
human, like any, you can be as strong as you want to be, but there's going to be some tough times yeah. um, because you're tired and you're just trying to get through it. And it's hot as hell. Like they're going through deserts. They're not just, they're in a hundred. Like I know I, I was watching a couple of people and they're going through hundred degree weather. Like they're not just out here on a cool, cool spring day. So yeah, congrats to them. Um, I know some of the top runners or some, some of the groups that did have um, like sponsorship was on, on shoes. They finished in 29 minutes, 29 hours, excuse me, ultra black trail runners and Lululemon had a team. So it's always good to see some of the sponsor groups, but also the non-sponsor groups that, you know, obviously had some people to come together, pull it together and pull a team together. But, um, you know, they're, they're picking some, some awesome individuals that know that they can take on the challenge. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not for the, uh, faint of heart I for sure for that right <laughs> <laughs> yes now Tommy before we get too far um I want to say thank you so much to Atlanta Track Club for sponsoring this episode we greatly appreciate it listen if you are hearing the sounds of Tommy and I's voice that means that you need to ensure that you are registering for the Peachtree Road Race by tonight at eleven fifty nine p.m. Tonight at 11.59 p.m., the registration um, closes for those that have guaranteed entry, which means the individuals that have that are currently a member, you have guaranteed entry. However, you still have to register. And for those that also want to enter into the lottery, if you want to put your name into the lottery, and this is for all of the in-person racing, um, if you're wanting to do it in person. And again, that is today. March 31st at 11.59 p.m. Now, if you are wanting to do it virtually, you have until the end of May to get that taken care of. But if you are wanting to do it in person, go now if you have not done it already. Don't forget, this is the world's largest 10K. There's only one Peachtree. Only one Peachtree, and you don't want to miss out. I don't know about you, Tommy, but I'll always get DMs of people missing out. And I don't know how many times we tell them, we tell them, get it together. And this is a race that like the whole thing about getting a bib, like it's not easy. So just do what you need to do to get a bib, meaning register now. You have until 11.59 this evening to get it done. Again, it's $42 for Atlanta Track Club members if you register. Um, and it is $48 if you are registering through the lottery. And if you are entering into the lottery, April 4th is when you will be notified on if you received a bib. So Definitely go on over, register at AJC.com slash Peachtree to get your registration on. Exactly, yes. You do not want to miss the Peachtree. All you people with that have done it so many years in a row, you don't want to miss this year. Mm -mm. Go ahead. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be basically back to normal from what it seems like. So Yes, they're, we're going to be back at the, the, the 60K runners. So, I mean, I just think it's it's amazing. It started in 1970 with 150 runners, and now we're at 60,000 runners. Like, just that is just a great. That I mean, I know 1970 to now seems like a long time, but when I look at it, it doesn't seem like that far. But to be to have had this race to grow that big in that amount of time, I think is beyond amazing. And even though they don't, you know, they because of you know the size of the street, they can't make it you know any bigger. It's still mm -hmm. growing. Um, just by its uh, notoriety. People are learning right. about it that don't just live in Georgia anymore, you know, so mm -hmm. all across the country, people are, oh, okay, it's the peace tree. Yes, yes, it's the peace tree. Yes, yes. And one little tidbit that I'll also add um, is when you are registering, ensure that if you are interested in a medal, you have to purchase your medal during registration. 
So you, I mean, you can go back and do it, but make sure that you are purchasing a medal. The Peachtree Road Race is not a medal given race at the finish line, like some of your traditional races. The biggest thing and excitement about the Peachtree is the t-shirt that you get at the end. The t-shirt is designed by someone in the community and we get to vote on who designs the t-shirt. And so that is the collector's item for the Peachtree, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. So ensure that you all are um, not forgetting that piece when you do your registration. And so anybody that's out there like, oh, the shirt, what y'all talking about? Let me tell you something. We talk to people. I mean, you know, of course, India deals with the uh, Atlanta Track Club all the time. But we've talked mm -hmm. to people at the Atlanta Track Club who help put it on who don't get a shirt. You only <laughs> get a shirt mm -hmm. if you finish the race. So this isn't a shirt that you can just go pick up, um, you know, online, you know, two weeks from now. Hey, I got a Peachtree shirt. No, if you want to finish your shirt, you got to cross the line. Yes, yes. So don't miss out. Again, thank you, Atlanta Track Club, for sponsoring this app, this episode. Again, get your registration on for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race 2022, guys. 2022. It's 2022. It is. Can you believe it? I remember when it was two, year 2000 and we thought that every, the whole world was going to shut down <laughs> and the systems of everything was going to shut down because they didn't know how to read double digits or the digits like that, zero, zero. And here we are in triple digits. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, listen, speaking of, I know we just had a whole little situation with Atlanta Track Club, but I want to give Atlanta Track Club some kudos and not just because I'm an ambassador for them, but this weekend I ran the um, Northside Hospital Atlanta Women's 5K. It's always a great race. Like it's like my second favorite race in Atlanta. So the Peachtree is the, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race is my first favorite race. But the second one is the Northside Hospital Women's, Atlanta Women's 5K. And it's because it's all women's race. Majority of the time they have guys come out to give us our roses and our medals. And it's always like a celebration, but it's just a different vibe, Tommy, when you are able to run with all ladies. Like I'm sure if they was to do all male race, it would be the same thing. Like it's just a different vibe that you have. But Atlanta Track Club is slowly, is like trickling in these elite races at the beginning of some of uh, some of their traditional races and it's making it such a good time like it's elevating the race so this past weekend they did have the elite race start at 7 30 and the citizen race which was our us us normal people we started at eight but we were able to see the elites actually run and they did a different route than we did listen these ladies finished in 15 16 17 minutes like they were humming and it was just amazing to be able to see it. And of course, the finish was on Cheney Stadium track, which was the warm-up track for the 1996 Olympics. Um, but it was just awesome to be able to see them. Congratulations to um, Don, Dom Scott. She finished in 15 minutes and 43 seconds and took home, took home a prize of uh, $3,500. So congratulations to her. Um, and she had a six-second lead, six-second lead on uh, Whitney Orton Morgan, and then third was Emily Lapari. So congratulations to those ladies. I would just say it was a great thing to be able to see the elite run before us. And it just gave you a little bit more push to be ready to take on your 5K. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Cause I have been, I mean, you know, of course I hadn't really been running in races mm -hmm. as much, but mm -hmm. I did, I've been to watch her run in that a few times, a couple of times at least. And it does always look like a very well put on a race. And like you said, it is a dip, different atmosphere. You know, dudes, we just, we make everything bad. So 
Listen, the ladies make it good. When I said that, if it was an all men's race, it would be a lot of competition, a lot of pushing, a lot of it would just be too many egos. <laughs> it wouldn't be as nice, you know. There'd be no decorations. It'd just be all right, y'all go ahead and start. You know, we it, right. you know, no pomp and circumstance. You know, the ladies, the ladies make give it style. That's what it is. Let's the ladies give it style. Something together for y'all. But yeah, it is <laughs> nice because they give us a rose. We get a single stem rose. We get a medal mm. and a shirt for that race. So it's always yeah. a good time. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Yeah, I like the way they put that one on for sure. Well, um, we didn't have a whole lot of running uh to talk about this week. So um, if anybody out there watched the Oscars, uh, y'all know what happened. Even if you didn't watch, I'm sure you know what happened. Before I get into this, and I'm just going to say, um, India texted me like, hey, can, can, yeah, we can talk about the slap if you want to. I was like, I mean, we can talk about it. I don't care. Because, you know, we pretty much just talk about running. Only we don't really, you know, delve into like popular culture or the news mm -hmm. or politics. Um, too much. Just want y'all to know, of course, both in India, I know there's a whole lot more going on in this world than, you know, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, but Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars, turned around, yelled at him like they were on the basketball court and sat down and continued to watch the show. As if ain't nothing happened. <laughs> like nothing happen so like not at the bt awards not at like but at it's the not the source awards it's not the source awards this is the oscars now i i know we have a very diverse audience but black people if you think a black person gonna win an oscar in the next 20 years after that dude we're lucky to get in the building again after that mess that Let's black see. on black crime that happened on the stage Listen, I, so Brian and I were literally watching the TV as it happened, and both of our mouths dropped open. But we were like, "Wait, is this true? Like, is this a is this a is this staged? Like, what is happening?" And so then I was like, in my mind, I rewinded the joke that Chris said, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not connecting." Like, I was just like, "Okay, what would make this bad to where he would want to to slap him?" Like, I'm trying to understand what would make it bad. So after it happened, we literally started Googling. We got on Black Twitter and was like, what is going on? Like, just looking up all kinds of stuff. So it wasn't until we learned, I did not know that Jada was dealing with or had alopecia. alopecia. Yeah. That uh -huh. wasn't something that I knew. And so because I didn't know that, I didn't see, I didn't understand the depth or the offensiveness of the of the, of the why joke. he was yeah why are you so mad yeah but once I learned the, the the that she was about she is dealing with alopecia or she has alopecia I was like that was bad on Chris, on Chris Rock's part like I feel like it was a very insensitive joke however he's a comedian right like and we know I personally know I love comedians Chris Rock is not my favorite I will say that because I do feel like he he goes far left and he does do some like he does to me, heavier jab jabs than some other comedians. And so I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of him, but I feel like that joke probably was not the, was not, not probably, it was not the best to, to have. I feel like he could have picked some other joke. It was not the best to have. Um, but again, he is a comedian and you know that offensiveness and all that comes out. But on the sidebar of that, 
let's put this disclaimer before I continue. I don't have a right or wrong. Like there are so many pieces and layers to this situation that a lot of people are not even discussing that I feel like you can't put this all into one box and you can't make one state the one statement. But Tommy, I feel like the victim in this is Jada and nobody's acknowledging the fact that she, her hurt in this process. And now it's like, but it's like, she's the one that was the, the butt of the joke. And I'm just tired of seeing us black women out here being the butt of the joke and certain things like that. And then it's like, but you're, it's obviously something that she was very, had been dealing with, has been very hurt by. And of course, when Will saw her reaction to his joke, it triggered hurt within him as well. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The thing is, the fact that you said that you didn't know she had alopecia, I'm like, okay, then maybe Chris didn't know either. Because I am the last, I'm the last person. Listen, I'm the last person on social media. But I knew she had alopecia. I'd, I'd seen that much. Or maybe Heather said something. I don't know. But I knew it. So I was like, there's no way Chris Rock could not have known this. There's no way. No, like how many people, and I know that there has been, since it has happened, they were saying that this was not a joke he rehearsed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just, however, I feel like, I feel like he should have known. I feel like he would have known. And it honestly, I feel like it was some heat behind, like, I feel like there's some behind the scenes stuff that happened between Chris and Will probably previously that fueled this. Like, because I feel like one, yes, one joke and you see your wife feeling hurt, feelings hurt, you may, you're going to react on it. I know there's a lot of people in my messages and DMs that are like, you talk about my wife, you talk about my family, you'll get stole on. So it's just like, oh, some people are like that. But I'm like, for Will Smith to get to that point, it's more to it. It has to be more to it. Exactly. I mean, you know, I've gotten upset if somebody said something about Heather, but I, I let them know verbally, I'm not going to put my hands on anybody because I, I, can't, I can't catch a case. So, you know, I'm not going to do that. Right. But I, I might let you know strongly. I might have, you know, done the will, keep my wife's name out your mouth kind of shit, you know. But my point, I guess. Put them off in your seat. Tell them, tell them it. But the get up and hit them was like yeah. unacceptable. Like no violence. Like that was. Yeah, you don't, you don't do that. I don't care what anybody else. Because I, I hate when people go, well, sometimes you got to do it. Now, there's an old Chris Rock joke. Even an old man deserves to get his ass kicked down some stairs. Just don't do it. That's an old Chris Rock joke. And mm-hmm. I agree with that. Everybody deserves to get their ass kicked at some point in their life. But, <laughs> I mean, we live yeah. in a civilized society. You don't do that. Yeah, there's a time and a place for everything. Definitely there was not a place. But there also, like, I feel like he did not need to put his hands. I don't think you need to put your hands on anybody at any place at any time. But at the same time, in the same breath, we are also America. And we're also the, the place that has reality TV shows that women are, are fighting all the time, bad yeah. girls, club, real housewives, whatever. They are fighting all the time and we are excited and entertained by their messiness. So it's kind of one of those things where, like I said, this is coming from several different areas. Like there's so many things. We could talk about black women being demoralized and not being respected we can talk about violence and we can talk about don't condone violence but it's like we also condone violence in other places we can talk about standing up for his woman we could talk about jada and her red table talk 
and August and stuff that she disrespected Will about, and he didn't, you know, like we could. But you listen. mad, but you mad. Yeah. <laughs> but now you mad. <laughs> now you mad. Listen, <laughs> if there's not one angle, my only <laughs> solid fact is that he should have put his hands on him. My only solid fact is that, say, oh, that's one solid fact, and the other solid fact is the joke probably should not have been told. But outside of that, the reasonings, what Will could have been going through, all of these details, but he still should not have put his hands. And we don't know also the backstory to it. Like there's probably other things um, that- They say may- he goes after that Will a lot. Chris Rock has gone after Will yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I don't know if he has or if he hasn't. This is this, really, I, I, I don't care about the joke. Cause I mean, I, I, I mean, comedians, this is America. You can kind of say what you want as long as you don't infringe on somebody else's rights when you say it. I don't know right. if saying that infringed on her rights. I'm not a lawyer. Maybe he did. Um, but Will definitely infringed on Chris Rock's rights by stepping on stage and slapping him. My point to this is, as a black man, if you're not safe from harm on the stage at the Oscars, where the hell are you safe? I mean, Will slapped him. No security. No security. Nobody came. I can understand them letting Will get on the stage because they probably like, what is he doing? It's, I mean, it's Will Smith. Like, maybe he's going out to give him a pound. But once mm-hmm. he slapped him, Will Smith should have been treated just like they treated crazy people at 559. If you ain't from Atlanta, 559 is an old club. I Y'all don't know what 559 is. <laughs> Y'all know what 559 is. In 559, if you act a fool, you got yoked up out that, like, quick. Like, right. Feet off the ground, yoked up out. Yeah. That's what should have happened um, to Will Smith. Will Smith should have not been in the arena when they called his name to win the Oscar. He should not have been there. He assaulted someone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and my other thing is, if nobody remembers, they used to talk crazy about Will Smith at the Source Awards. But I ain't see him go at the Source Awards. I ain't see him slap nobody at the Source Awards because he would have got beat down. But you know, he get brave, he get brave at the Oscars. Yeah, I think in different points of life, they caught Will on the wrong day. Like at the end of the day, they caught Will on the wrong day. And he could have been going through whatever he has going on. Mm. I think that there definitely probably was pressure to defend as well, not only because Jada is his wife, but also because the award that he was nominated for, he was protecting Beatus and Serena in his in his uh position as an actor, he was protecting, and you know, he he mentioned that in his, I don't know, Speech. really consider that apology because mm-hmm. he had a point to apologize to Chris and he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, on stage. But I think that they called Will on a, on a time that he probably was battling with some other issues. And that was like the, the, the top, it, it kind of put the cherry on top. Now, my thing with the joke is that I am tired of black women being the brunt of a joke. And especially when it comes to hair. Like mm-hmm. hair is something that we already struggle with and being able to fit into society's um, acceptance of what our hair looks like and Afro locks, weave, wigs. Like there's this, there's always this like elephant in the room when it comes to hair and what kind of, um, what kind of look, what your look says about you. Like if you have locks, what does it say? If your hair is shaved, what does it say? If you have weave, what does it say about you? So I'm like, I feel like like as a black man, I'm over black men coming for black black women where we already have enough that we're battling with when it comes to 
being accepted in the hairstyles that we choose. So I'm like, can we just take that off the table in general? Chris Rock and all other comedians, like give black women a break. So for me, that's where I come from in regards to the joke. Now, do I accept that a comedian's gonna be a comedian? Yes, but give us like, give us some breathing room as well. So, but yeah, well, I mean, there's some, Will should have never did what he did, like point blank period. He should have apologized while he had the stage. He didn't. He apologized to everybody else but Chris. Mm-hmm. We don't know why he did that or what the situation was. And I feel like consequences are definitely coming. There's people waiting on consequences for him. I don't agree with his Oscar being taken away because I feel like that is separate from yeah, his Yeah, no, but he, yeah, uh, he... But I feel like some consequence needs to be had. You know, it's been discussion that Chris Rock is not going to file charges, so legal is not necessarily going to yeah. get involved. But mm-hmm. I feel like the Oscars is going to try to do something Maybe it's a banning him from the Oscars for a certain amount of time. I don't know, but I don't feel I don't feel it's appropriate for his Oscar to be taken away though. No, I don't think they should take away his Oscar, but um yeah, I, I think a ban is should be coming. Now, mm-hmm. um I don't know if you know and and I don't know if you know this about what has happened at the Oscars. Um I wanna say nineteen seventy three. I don't know, did you it's it was about the uh Native American young mm-hmm. lady, um, where they had to hold back What's his name? John Wayne. Basically, and I can't remember her full name, but it's a Native American woman who went on stage to, I think she was refusing the Oscar for Brando. Brando was not going to accept his Oscar and she was going to stay and he told her to go on stage to uh, talk about the misrepresentation of Native Americans in film and how they're treated. And this is 1973. Um, so <laughs> this is 2002. Let me say, 2022, we still talk about the same thing, representation. Isn't that crazy? We yeah. still talking about it. We still well, talking I mean, about it. Exactly. But, um, apparently, John Wayne was so upset that she was on the stage that he was trying to get to her, and security had to hold him back. Um, I've never been a fan of John Wayne anyway, but this makes me even less a fan of John Wayne. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know... So this isn't the, basically saying this ain't the worst thing that's happened at the Oscars, but mm-hmm. uh, it's got to be close. Yeah. Got to be a strong close. second. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to give props to Chris Rock for pulling it together because he could have swung back and it could have been a whole brawl. And, but he pulled it together. He's kind of like, damn, did this one just slap the shit out of me? Dude, I, I mean, like, I, I ain't going to lie though. I would be like, like look, Y'all yeah, need to get that fool like, out. Y'all need to get him out the arena. Cause I would I mean, I would have finished, but I would have been backstage like, look, security, somebody need to get him out of here now. I don't care. Y'all, first off, y'all let him because the Oscars are liable. Cause they they did not stop him. What if that had just been some guy running out of the audience trying to stab Chris Rock? Mm-hmm. And nobody, you know, nobody's come to his defense, anything like that. So, yeah. you know, that's where I would have been with that. But yeah, we, you know, it's interesting. Um, and it's interesting that they allow Will to be on stage and have as much time as he wanted with his thank you and his speech and his moment. Um, so that's why I also think that, you know, when it comes to the uh, them kind of holding him accountable, there's going to be something, there has to be something coming because at this point they have allowed so much room for him. You know what I mean? So definitely needs to be done. Um you know, I, there has been some very interesting memes going back and forth. I don't think it's some, I don't think some of the memes are appropriate. Like this slap should have not have happened. And I feel like it's, it's getting, 
it's just too much and how we're casually saying, oh, I would have slapped them too. Like we should not be condoning violence in a casual slap. Like we should not be. And I think that that's just personally me. Like we should not but be. Like you said, that's that's the world we live in. We're so desensitized to yeah, this like, kind of stuff. it should not be that way. Yeah, so. you should be like, you should be very alarmed that Chris Rock got slapped on the stage at the Oscars. You should be real alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> should be real alarmed by that. But you know, I hope Chris is okay. He actually has a tour going right now. His Atlanta Yo. spot is already sold out. Yes, I saw a meme that they said if he was a drop a tour, which he did have one, um, it would sell out. And they said that his tickets, as soon as it happened, his tickets to his shows prices escalated. You I mean he's a comedian, he gotta talk about it. But also, Will, do you understand by going up and slapping him? Every comedian is going to talk. They they going they gonna keep egging him on because that's what that's what comedians do. As soon as they see they can get to you, they gonna mess with you. So Will might as well get ready to slap a lot of people because we'll I can see. see a lot. Don't talk about his wife or his family. Don't Dude, do it. Man, man, look, everybody know who Will is now. They gonna be ready. They should have been new. <laughs> they gonna be ready for him now. But they New. Anyway, yeah, that it, yes. I, we decided to have a little discussion about that. No, I know that has no, nothing to do with running. <laughs> is that pop culture? That's talk? A, yeah, that's a little pop culture. Since we on the subject, I'm gonna say real quick, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna leave this alone. How the hell Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson has a 200 million dollar guaranteed contract, and he has 22 women who um, are trying to sue him for inappropriate actions is beyond me. Listen. That is freaking beyond because I ain't gonna lie if the Tampa Bay and I everybody who knows me know how much I love Tampa Bay I mean you gotta I mean but if he would have gone to Tampa I'd be through with him I, I don't care how good he is this man needs to clear that up he need to show me because he's saying he's he's innocent but he need to show me something need to show me that this is all bull it's hard for me to believe 22 women with the same story are just kind of some care about that you already know that I've been canceled in the NFL. They don't care about that. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad at the NFL. I'm mad at the Browns. I'm not I mad at the it, NFL. I'm that's the culture of football in America. Yeah. Like, well, of course it is, and that's you know that that is the culture of football. That's owners want to win no matter what, and because the owner yeah. knows if he come in there and starts slinging that ball, they don't care what he do. They don't care what you do, and no. that's the messed up part. This is America. Just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So since we were on some non-running stuff, I thought I'd just throw that in there too. Damn it. <laughs> Make sure people know we did some pop culture on this episode. <laughs> anyway. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, just me and Tommy this, this today, but we switched it up on y'all just a little bit, throwing in some, some extra goodness, but we hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway, so... Before we get out of here, number one, I'm wishing and sending out good vibes to everybody that put their name in for the lottery for the New York City Marathon. Because by the time this comes out, we should start hearing who's in and who's out. I got yes. my three. I got my three hundred dollars in a case in my bank account waiting. Right. <laughs> I'm ready for y'all to take it. Yes. Take it. Take it. 
Um, yes, and not only that, but don't forget tonight, 11.59 p.m. on March 31st, go and sign up for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peace Reroll Race. It is your, if you are wanting to do it in person, whether that be a lottery or you have guaranteed entry because you are a member, 11.59 p.m., go register. Yes, and if anybody is going to be running in the Jer Cherry Blossom 10-miler or 5K, I'll be in D.C. myself. I'm running the 10-miler. Um, I'm getting in on Friday. I'll be at the expo on Saturday and I'll, I'll run and then I'm running out the city Sunday. So, um, but if you're in it, Hey, hit me up. I'm going to be in town. Maybe we can meet up, do some things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. This is my, this is my first race of the year. Yes. I've got a plan. I got a plan. First race, my plan. Well, I got a plan for my year. And, oh, okay. it, and it ends up with the New York City Marathon. So that's, that's that, it, I got to get in. <laughs> well, we're going to pray on it. We're going to pray that we is in that New York City. Exactly, exactly. Now, India, if somebody want to find out about them cakes you had, how they going to hit you up? Yes, so you can find me. The cake post will be on my YouTube, which is Miles from India. You can also email me at contact at milesfromindia.com. Um, and my social media is I of Indigo Run. So definitely check me out there. And you can hit me up at uh, my Instagram, tmitch68. Um, or you can email me at thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. All right, India. Uh, well, I guess we will holler in another couple of weeks. Yes, peace. Well, have a good one.